The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Captain Kurt Rollins from Harvey Bay Flying Sport Fishing. Don't go chasing rainbows. Listen to the intermediate line with Chris Adams and Jeffrey Volta. This episode of the intermediate line is brought to you by Nervous Water. For all your premium fly fishing requirements, please visit nervouswater.com.au. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. How do you feel, mate? I think we're ready to go. Are you ready? Well, the bungs are in. <laughs> bungs are in, mate. Have bungs are in. Off, let's... Got it off the trailer. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you know, you know when you said that, I was what? thinking about uh, thinking about the the uh, the night in question from the show about nothing when we were trying to get the boat back onto the trailer in the dark, and the um, I blocked it out. Blocked it out. <laughs> I, I don't blame you, mate. It doesn't terrible. exist to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Let's say, well, folks, <laughs> listeners, uh, welcome back to the other show. The other show? The other show? We've already started off on the wrong foot. How many shows have you got going, mate? Well, there's the magging show. There's <laughs> <laughs> YouTube video show. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, Chris Hub. Bl- yeah, yeah le- my legal <laughs> advice show as well. Uh <laughs> I got a few, man. I'm a textured man. I spread myself thin. But I get yeah. around, mate. But this is the show I put the most energy into, for sure. Is it? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. That's good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, good to take a bit of a week off, mate. Yeah. Yeah, right. What'd you get up to, mate? I. Um, that's a good question, mate. But before I get going, I, I want to thank Bill for uh, stepping in, mate. Great show. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Legend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, um, myself and um, what many people know is, is AFO. We've had Dave Bradley on twice now, I believe. We've had him on once with Rod as well. And Rod, is, as we mentioned on that show, when I was up in Hinchinbrook with those dudes, uh, recording them over a few um, Dingo's Revenge rumbos, is mm. that Rod 
was taking over at that point and has taken it over now. So Dave's retired and a pretty good innings from Dave, that's for sure. Well and truly very well-respected saltwater guide. You know, I guess arguably world-renowned, definitely very popular in Australia, that's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But now he's uh, he's handed the reins over to Rodney. And um, so I've just been on a trip with Rod. So me and Rod decided uh, we're talking and Rod's introducing some new places to um, uh, new locations to the AFO quiver of locations. Yeah. And um, so he, he asked me to come up if I was interested in coming up and working some of those things out with him. Um, uh, one of those things was in Power Bar, which I guess, um, you know, I've done a lot of it. And um, and uh, Rod wanted to, you know, like um, share, wanted me to share a bit of knowledge there. I wanted to see some of the things that he was talking about as well. He had this um, fishery there that he wanted to um, to show us and, 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 you know, like see, you know, just, just bits and pieces around it. Anyway. That in addition to um, to exploring some new parts of the coastline as well, um, so it was a empowerment barrow trip slash new flats trip. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so we, we just went halves in the costs and um, and just just went fishing together really. Um, so it was a work trip. It was it was still fun and cool and good to see new stuff. And fuck, did I see some new stuff? It was great in that respect. But at the same time. We couldn't really afford the time to be doing, you know, like uh, fishing that we knew. Yeah, we we were um, we were trying a lot of new stuff, which which sacrificed numbers for us to a degree, but mm-hmm. we definitely made it work. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, tell me about the the barra part of it first. All right, so we went to um, we went to Peter Faust, and I mean that place is no secret to a lot of people. Yeah, it's the, yeah. Fir- it's the first time I went there. And uh, so Rod wanted to show me a phenomenon that I believe only happens in that dam, which makes it makes it very attractive for him with AFO, um, and that is the, uh, the 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 floating barra. And by that I mean not just fish sticking their tail out of the weed, right. like you're talking dorsal and tail fin, like the back of them, sometimes the whole back of them, out of the water, just hunting hunting the tops of the weed and stuff. Which essentially makes these big leviathan-type animals a sight-fishing target in a place where normally it's a it's a blind-casting destination for all the other dams like you know Mondrian and all the the big popular dams like Mondrian and Awonga. I don't know of dams if the dams further north like Tinaru have this phenomenon going on there as well, but as far as I know, and, I, and like I'm fully happy to admit that I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that this is the only dam that, that, that's known to have this phenomenon happening quite regularly. Yeah, right, right. Look, um, it, it looks incredible up there. It's certainly, in my opinion, the, the best um, publicised for that. You, you hear limited, you know, accounts here and there of, of people with, you know, sight fishing for, for Barra right up in the other impoundments but nothing nothing of the regularity um peter faust has um you know it, it seems from what you can see and I'm, I'm just commenting from a from a social media point of view what what gets reported there's there might be some people out there sitting on some secret stuff but you know faust is definitely you know the the place for numbers and and size of habitat and definitely size of fish looks really good mate so one of the most one of the exciting things that that Rod wanted to do, um, which he had he's had this idea for a while, and but 
but um, you know, we we finally tested it out and, and it was effective. Was polling in in these impairment impairments, which you would traditionally be using an electric motor for. Now, I'm I'm sure mm-hmm. Rod's probably not the first first one to do it, but you know, we're we're in the in his in his Mav, and um, he's up on the polling platform. I'm on I'm on on the bow, and you know, we're 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 watching picture this like it's it's glass glassy um no wind completely mm. smooth and we're talking the sun's up pretty high this is not low light or anything like that and you're mm-hmm. watching you're looking you're looking towards a section of the dam and you can see what looks like a shark in shallow water you know like imagine the back of the shark out with its dorsal fin sticking up and the tail beating yeah. left to right you know and the situation is like um you're in you're in this section that's really choked up with weed it's about a meter deep on the on on from what you can see on the sander, but above the weed is a layer of water that's about about eight inches maybe. Right. And so I think that these fish are taking. I mean, barra are really lazy. People know that. And if you if you have to hunt them without electronics, you know, one of the things you'll consider is that barra are pretty lazy. And um, so I think that these fish are taking the path of least resistance. It would take a certain degree of effort to. Um, to uh, you know, to, to move through that weed and push it out of the way and all that sort of stuff, and they're just getting above it and they're just you know just cruising in the clear water. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we had shots at we had shots at like um, fish that were way over a dollar, you know, just just cruising along, and it was it was it was bloody incredible, eh? It was. Yeah. Right. At one point, I can remember casting at one. Um, I let it by about a meter and a half, and this thing's just swimming straight to my flight. And all I can hear is my chest pounding and my my heavy breath. And I turned around to Rod. I'm going, oh, I'm glad we didn't have a GoPro going at that stage, Rod. All you would have heard is me just deep breathing, like I was on a sex line, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, it was man. for someone who's um, spent a lot of time catching impound barra on fly. That was the most. When I first cast it, my first sight fish, uh, the cruising barra like that, and you can see the every scale on the fish. It's not just a part of the fish sticking out of the weed. It's mm. it's as in like it may as well be on. I mean, I shouldn't say this. It's in enough clear water for it to be. I was going to say it may as well be on on an open sand flat, but that's not true because the contrasting color, of the green, the background of the barra, it's 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 very easy to see, but it's not that easy to see. Um, yeah. You couldn't. You'd have to be blind, Freddy, not to miss to miss it, though. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, the the like the first one sort of casted about a meter away, and um and just watch this thing just ticking along, and it just yeah, man. I, I there's there's yeah, the car blew blew the first couple up. That's for sure. But it was um it was pretty epic, man. That's for sure. Very epic. For people that the people that don't who might not be know who, what Barramundi are or whatever, but they're just a they're just a strong, powerful fish that that you know you need to you need to dominate those things before they dominate you that's for sure they're um they're a challenge we lost a few to the grass that's for sure uh we won a couple but yeah man epic hey just epic and rod's rod's got a rod's got a very good feather in his cap with with faust you know the situation with his, with his boat um yep. the the accommodation he's got there how close he is to it but most importantly um, when I was fishing with Rod, I learned that Rod has been fishing that place for over two decades, you know, knows it inside now. He's not just a, a blow-in who's just, you know, come up from Sunshine Coast or whatever and decided to start guiding in the area. He's um, he's the real deal. You know, he's from that area and gets it and 
he spent a lot of time there with um, even Andy Thompson, who used to guide there, you know, as well. So yeah. he's um, he's experienced. In fact, you'll see a video, like, well before catching these fish in the weed was ever, like, that I ever seen done by anyone else, is Rod catching, I think, like, $1.23 on, um, on, a, on a nine weight from years wow. ago with Andy Thompson, you know? You, I don't know how you'd find it. Maybe it'd be on Andy Thompson's YouTube channel, I'm sure, but that's... I'm pretty sure it is. It's tailing that fish from memory. Like you can, like you mentioned earlier, that it's up there. It's got, it's got a top half of its tail and its dorsal out. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I've seen the video. I can't remember what it was doing there, but um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. So we we also saw those fish, you know, like uh, cruising like that on on weed edges, like a much safer eat. You know, where you would um, mm -hmm. you know, you could easily pin it and they would run the deep water, um, and it would give you a much better chance. That's for sure. Yep. Fuck man! I'm just thinking back to it. It was just the most heart and throat stuff going. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was every every part of of It was just just incredible. I'm lost. I'm kind of lost for words. I can tell. I can tell. You know, listening to you talk about it now, and, and you know, obviously we had a chat one afternoon after you'd been on the water, and uh, mate, I could tell you were totally enthralled with it. Um, you know, sight fishing is right fishing, and if the um, <laughs> if you sight sight fishing big barra. Uh, you know the hit, the run, the jump, the you know just the whole tactile experience. Seeing it all happen is just incredible. What a bonus, man! That sounds epic. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get me some of that too, Rod. Yeah, they're, they're all big. They're all like, yeah. You know, we're we're, we're back at uh, back at the um, at the accommodation there, and there's a heap of tournament anglers there, mm. and um and they're and they're and like they're all remarking that like they're all talking like not many of them have caught a fish in that in that lake that's that's under ninety. Not mm -hmm. many of them caught fish that are uh, like under a meter, you know. That they're, they're all they're all big. They're just a it's just a freak of a dam, you know. And funny enough, when we were talk, we were there for a few days. So a few people came and went. But when the last day we were there, there was a there was a tournament there. It was called King of the King of the Dams or something like that. So there was yeah. a fair few tournament anglers there, and they were mentioning that um, their results. And Rod and I were just fishing fly, and you know we were we were. We were doing it. We were holding our own. Like we were, we were probably catching more or or the same as what those guys were, you know. Right. So, so fly. That, I mean, that place, those fish, that barra, are really responsive to fly anywhere you go. But, um, you know, Rod will kick you up with with the setups you need and and flies and leaders and all that sort of stuff. But, sure. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, he can put you in a position where you're sight fishing the barra and you're only casting eight feet. <laughs> you know. Some of those fish will come really close to the boat. They just they just think they're king dick and they they just they don't have any challenges, yeah. you know. They'll spook if they hit the boat or or if you wave your wand or you make the fly land on their head, for sure. But they're um but you know, you don't have to you don't have to be banging out a hundred foot cast all day long, that's for sure for that those fish. And do you think um do you think the polling offered a significant advantage over saying electric in the same scenario? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You you've got an electric that's um chewing up weed it's uh you know if you lift it up any high and, and the boat rocks then it just starts chopping at the surface yeah um, you wouldn't be able to get to where we got to in many circumstances uh where where without a pole you know yeah there, there was a couple of circumstances where we were up one of the arms up there one, one uh, this happened a couple of times but the first time it happened you know we we rocked up to this spot and uh we're in Rod's like, just keep your eye out for floaters. I'm like, that's one there, right? And he's like, nah, nah, it's not one. 
I go, man, it, it's it's got to be. It's got to be a barrow, mate. It's got to be. And he's like, he's like, nah, this thing's just sitting completely still with its back out of the water. Its tail was in the water, but it looked like a, a, a log, you know? It just looked like a log. It was sitting there. I go, and watch this, dude. And I um, put a cast into it. And it slowly swam off. Then I um, and then I put another cast in in front of it, and I and I fucked that cast up and I put it on the fish's head, and it just blew up. And that happened a couple of times. One rods rod spotted one at one stage at about two hundred meters away. I'm like, where? He's like up there. And then um, and then his <laughs> then his confidence um dropped out. He's like, nah, it's a log. I'm like, nah, it's a fish. It's a fish. Sure as eggs, man. It was it was another fish, and it just sat there like yeah. we could have could have bumped it in the head with the pole. You know, like it just it was just sitting there doing nothing you know pretty epic yeah. not all yeah, of them are yeah. like that some of them are moving and cruising like i was saying like their dorsal fin out and their tail beating from left to right like you can you know if the glare was in your face you could pick what side to throw the fly at you know or if, if it was like that but for the majority of it you can see them quite well yeah yeah shit um rod's pretty tall eh? like put him on top of that um polling platform yeah, oh he's can... nearly the same height as me yeah yeah <laughs> you can see a long way you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how tall Rod is, but yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he'd be, uh, he'd be mid six foot somewhere. So, I think at one stage I noticed that we were at the same eye height, but um, yeah, <laughs> we're sitting down, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a phone book too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always good to be eye to eye with someone, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're doing up their shoelaces, uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Rod, yeah, Rod's on. Rod's on a winner there, mate. And Rod's very, um, very passionate about making that place work um, mm. for his for his AFO clients. That's yep. for sure. So it was, um, it was a good R and D session, I suppose. Um, I introduced Rod to to those bendbacks. Um, right. Okay. Showed him showed him a few ways that they they can be tied. Like I tied a few that were light. Um, showed him how they become non weedless. You know, if they're tied tied incorrectly, like to, you know, like lopped a bit off here and they'd like change around the weight and things like that but just showed him what 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 they're meant to be like so there's this bits and pieces and um yeah uh yeah you know a bit of bit of damn craft for a lack of a better term as well like um you know so uh you know like um i'll learn a lot of my skills from someone we've had on the show before with trevor burgess who's sadly not with us anymore but back in those days you know we didn't have side image and stuff like that in fact for the most of the time i was fishing with rod we couldn't work the sounder that, that came with the boat. Neither of us were familiar with it, and um, you know, it wasn't until like the second, the, the last half of the last day that we started fucking around. That made something work a bit better. But you know, for 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 not having side image, which is which is a godsend with impound barrow, um, you know, for a lot of the fishing was sight fishing, but um, some of the fishing was edge bite as well, and we did really well on both of them. That's for sure. It was it was good. Day. It was a good time. Yeah, right. Hot as balls, though. <laughs> From the photos, it looked uh, looked incredibly still, you know, and <laughs> oh. the year, you know, it's going to be boiling hot. Yeah. There was there was some days there, man, that was just, you know, you, you're praying for wind. You're just like, God damn, just, just something, just like, mm. just some little ripple. It was so hot. It was so hot. It was very uncomfortable because I like to cover right up. Um, yeah. And and I want to talk about some of this stuff later on, I suppose. But um, but I don't, if even if I put cream on, was that still that you would just sweat and there was no wind to to evaporate it? You know, like it was it was yeah yeah the the cream was just getting pushed off your face. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. 
Sure, mate. So, um, yeah, it, uh, you spoke a little bit about, about the flies. Was it mainly um, Ben Bax you were fishing? It was only Ben Bax, yeah. Ben Bax, yeah. Floating lines? No, intermediate lines. Like the weed, the weed can be that thick, that place there. Like um, I showed Rod that, like you know, if the, if the flies, if you, if you lighten one out, like it's um, the fly lines is going to sit straight on top of the weed, and hypothetically, you could lead that fish and let that fly sit there, you know, on on top of that weed. Like that that thatch, for lack mm. of a better term, is is so so dense that um, that the fly won't sink through it. You know, if you tie it correctly like that. If you do, if you're fishing edges and stuff like that, you you want a fly that's going to sink faster than your intermediate line and and a very very strong head first action um bend backs that sink belly first are just a disaster they really are sure. they um they expose the hook point to weed um and in my experience of, out of all the years i've been fishing bend backs fish just simply won't fucking eat a um bend back that sinks belly first so i always encourage people to tie them so they sink they got a very strong head first action which um which acts like a clouser, the the fly never stops moving, and and it does create a more weedless, snagless fly. That's for sure because the uh, hook point is always protected; it's not getting washed out of the materials, if you like. Yeah, did you miss many um, strikes, mate? Like, did they uh, most of your strikes pin? Uh, no. You know what? You know what? One of the things I I, I uh, noticed with that dam it is very salooner um, reactive. Maybe right. that's the right way to put it, but you know, like the Saluna events coincided with 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 bite times for us, and there right. wasn't much in between. When we did get hits in between, it was exactly that. It was hits. Sometimes when they hit, when they're really active, like they'll scuff your leader, like they'll suck the whole fly in, push it back out in in a heartbeat. You know, like faster yeah. than you react, and they'll really scuff your leader. But these ones weren't even scuffing the leader, but. You know, there'd be a, like a slight little tap and then just a massive boil in the water, you know. But um, but when the saluna periods were happening, those fish were much happier, that's for sure. And like you, they, they weren't they weren't getting hits, you were getting eats. So there wasn't, there wasn't, I shouldn't say there wasn't a time when we dropped, dropped one, uh, dropped one, because I'd, I dropped a fish that was, would have well and truly been my PB. It, um, mm. hate to speculate publicly on that, you know, me and Rod both saw it. It was, um, Dollar twenty, mate. Oh, easily, yeah, easily, or probably more. You know, here's um, and probably not thirty. Well, I wouldn't get that far. I'd probably maybe dollar sixty. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't wasn't aware they put Nile perch in there, but let's say they, put, <laughs> they might have let one slip by the looks of that one. I know a dude who who uh, of course he got away, but he reckons he saw a one point eight. Not there, but uh, oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure I know who you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Guys, anyway. got an amazing sight. Do you know that actually that movie um, Sixth Sense was written about that guy? You know? Oh, really? <laughs> I see I Big Barra. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything he sees, no one else sees. It's just him who sees it. So it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, got the gift. The Barra, no man. It was pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that was that was one that got away. But um, Rod got Rod got owned in the weed at one stage, man, and just. Did we he? think that they yeah, think it might have just like found a log and we 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 did several circles around it and just couldn't get that thing out, you know. You um, didn't go in for him, mate? Or hell no. Hell oh. no. It was uh it was about three meters deep and um and mm. and pretty weedy and and the water 
how do I describe the color of the water? Have you ever seen like a uh, a, uh, a Malaysian laxa? <laughs> laxa, yeah. Laxa, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. of that. Yeah. But think of that with um, like strands of kale through it. You know, um, <laughs> that's what the water looked like. It, the water was so hot it was putrid to look at. You know, but the fish were happy. Right. And um, like your fly line would come in, you have to rub it through a rag, and it, it just it was just made fly lines do this there was scum line around the boat yeah it was um it's not the sort of place if i reckon if you went swimming in that in that heat like the water temperature was 31 degrees that's mm. just a that, that's just an ear infection waiting to happen right there i reckon yeah yeah that would be yuck yeah yeah, yeah. you'd want to get in and have a shower after that you know and <laughs> you would man and like <laughs> bottles of water were such a premium there we were just sucking those things down because it was so hot and um, yeah. the last thing you want to do is just like have a shower on the boat under a bottle of Mount Franklin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. It was it was a survival situation, Volts. You know, it was either us or the fish. Us yeah. dying of renal failure from lack of water, or <laughs> retrieving that fish. Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just stirring you, mate. It's um, yeah, shit. It sounds pretty cool. Really epic. Right, like yeah. I said, man, Rod's got a Rod's got a, a fantastic fishery to offer his his customers, and um, yeah. by that I mean, you know, like there's many dams you could go to where you would grind away and cast all day for um for not much action, you know. But you at Faust, not only will, will you get get that action, I, I sincerely believe. Like I fished most of the Queensland impoundments, and um. And I've spent a lot of time at, at a few of them, as you would know, and and people who have been fishing over ten years would probably know as well, uh, all around around the scene, because you know I used to spend a lot of time there. But um, anyway, um, I've never seen anything like that. That that's that's crazy. That that place is 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 so unique. Those guys who live up there, man. I, I would advise that if you if you live around the area of Faust and uh, you're listening to this, don't ever put yourself through the torture of fishing any of the southern impoundments. You'll think you've died and gone to hell. <laughs> you have no idea how much harder yeah. they are than what you got there, and that's that's great for you. Like you should take that as a um as uh, as a compliment of of just being kissed on the dick. If you like, you're very lucky to have that where you are. That's for sure. Fortunate. I I, I prefer to think of it. You know, and that, the guys there are some very good fishermen up that way who um they fish it and you know have a good time. Um, yeah, but uh, doing it with rods probably the probably the the way forward. Hey, like just going there, getting piled, um, having that whole experience would be great. Well, yeah, you can fly yeah. in there without dragging your boat up there if you're travelling from the area. I mean, guys live in the area, got their boat there. I want. Mm. I should. I should clarify something. By no means do I say that it's easy. I'm just saying that it's got a lot more opportunity. You know, to sight and, fish. Uh, yeah, well, to sight fish. Yeah, and and. And and the fish just seem a lot happier on those saluna periods. Now, keep in mind, I've fished it once, but yeah. here you got a guy who's never fished it and a guy who hasn't fished it for 12 months and we had a fucking session like that. The more rod fishes, the more, more under it he is. And if that's the way it goes from like his first time there in over 12 months, mm -hmm. well, jeepers creepers, you know? That's um that's pretty incredible. Particularly we're in there in December, North Queensland in, in December. 
you know could you imagine what those places are like you know like uh when it's when it's it's, it's getting slightly warmer or slightly cooler it'd just be just be off chops be crazy yeah. <clears throat> and those fish are renowned hard fighters you know obviously you all barra fight pretty hard but you know fast you know people seem to talk them up you know um it's the home of ben johnson too so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should probably take take some back there. There has been times, and if he's listening, you know who I'm talking about. That I have um I have challenged the idea of this uh, fanciful sight fishing arena, and although I didn't see anything over clean sand like uh, that was portrayed to me, you're definitely seeing the whole fish, and you and it's every part of sight fishing that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. slight retraction there. <laughs> although I didn't see the backing. Or even let one get on the reel. So I don't know how Ben Johnson... Uh, we didn't come across Ben Johnson, let's put it that way. All right, cool, man. Yeah, 100 yeah, yeah. He's, he's still running, man. Yeah. yeah. Still going. <laughs> still going. <laughs> uh, in fact, I believe he's towing skiers around at this point right now still. Oh, well, good on him. Good yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally clean piss, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go, mate. Yeah, That's, so that was that was interesting. Sounds like you're pretty impressed, mate. And I was interested to hear your um, your perspective, like given you know the the number of other barren impoundments you've fished. Um, you know, I'm I'm similar. I'm just just mental doing a mental in, inventory. I've done most of the barra uh, impoundments, except maybe well, I haven't done Calide or. Um, you know the ones inland from Wonga, but and, and Tinaru. That's the other one I haven't done. But yeah. Um, yeah, and of course the Mount Isa ones too. But yeah, there's um, I was just interested to hear what you, you thought of it and and side fishing for a fly fisher or any fisherman, you know, having those fly shots, it's just so damn cool. That's know. it, man. It's um, a lot of people balk at impoundment barrel on fly because you know it's not side fishing. It's not. It's yeah. a lot. It could be a lot of casts, but that place blows that out of the water. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, mate. Sure. You could, if you, you know, like, I'm oh, sorry, Volts. I was just going to say that, you know, it's interesting with sight fishing for, for a fly fisherman, you know, like whether you're on the flats or, or, I mean, tuna fishing isn't sight fishing in my opinion, but it's still very visual. Um, or it might be barrow sticking over the weeds. If mm. nothing turns around, like it's such ADD fishing. If nothing shows up in, in 10 minutes, you're like, God, this is fuck. We should move. Like mm. ten minutes, man. But you'll be you'll be happy to go plug away to, at a at a point for an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I find that really weird. So you know, if you want to make fly fishing all about sight fishing for yourself, yeah, sure, man. Like there might be there might be twenty minutes to half an hour between fish sometimes, like, it's, like outside of the saluna periods. But they're they're always cruising through, you know, out yeah, there right. like, all day. Not just not even just low light, like all day, like. You know, you're talking. I don't know what how hot the air was. It might have been, it might have been late thirties or something like that. You know, up there, not yep. the sort of temperature you expect any any freshwater fish to be up on the surface, but they're there. Sure, sure. Did, um, did you see any floaters, mate? Last time I was there, there was a bunch of floaters, eh? Uh, <laughs> uh there was. There was a couple of Rollins flows. Is that what you meant? I realised when you started laughing like that, I'd put my foot in it or next to it. 
But um, oh, you mean dead fish? Is dead, that what you're dead barras, mate? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a couple, man. Not many, mate. Literally, yeah. probably saw two. But um, we we're, we're calling those fish. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going at because I didn't click to the dead ones. I didn't know. Couple... I didn't know Rod had dropped one, mate. You know? No, it wasn't Rod. There was a, uh, Kurt. Kurt's the one who's got. Oh, I, it... I thought you said yeah, yeah, Rollins. I should have picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a plaque yeah. on the boat ramp about about the size of Kurt's floaters out oh. there. Damn. Um, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the plaque's more of a safety warning rather than. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I mean, I was I was confused because um, you know, we were calling the fish that were cruising floaters or the ones that were up on the side of their backs out as, as floating floaters fish. You know, but um. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I see you mean the dead fish and that. But um, yeah. No, man. Like one or one or two. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Saw some big bone. The bony broom in there are like the size of bass. Wow, yep. yep. Big bony broom. Yeah, were they swimming or were they hit too? Were they were, oh no, we didn't see them didn't they weren't they weren't sight fishable, but you know, they yeah. would crash the surface and if you happen to be looking in that direction you, you would see them sort of porpoise out of the water and you'd get oh. a good look at them and all that sort of carry on. Did see one that was dead on the uh, floating around as well and you know, it did it did remind me of your halitosis a little bit, but um, but beside the point really. But it was more of a, you know, uh, <laughs> a late thirties, early maybe early forties length bony broom. You know, it was a big fish. Big yeah, righto, cool, cool. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should get that looked at too, man. Just just on a side note, I can edit Thanks, that man. out, mate. Yeah, yeah just remind yeah, you. Cool. Thanks. Yep. If I didn't bring it up. I'd forget. And uh, yeah, no, no, it's good, man. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. there, was, there was a part there was a part B of the trip as well. Yeah, was, I was um, going to get onto that. So tell me about some of the other side fishing opportunities you guys looked at. So again, like to 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 reiterate the point of the trip was you know an R and D trip. You know, so mm. um, you know we, we went to a couple of spaces that 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 are that are known and um and people have been to obviously. And I'm not saying that we're Captain Cook and, and neither is Rod. You know, in saying that um we went to places that no one's ever been before. But we went some places that obviously I've never been before, and um, oh. and Rod had never been before as well. Um, You're talking flats, mate. Flats, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, right. gotcha. so we were, we were hitting um, we were hitting Google Earth and and checking them out and and yeah. trying to find access to some of them and and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, we did a lot of K's, a lot of driving, uh, a lot of flats. That there was a few flats there that just had nothing on them, or yeah. you know, maybe a couple of schools of pocket rocket goldies or something like that. You know. Um, but occasionally, like uh, a couple of times, we came across some um, some flats that were um, suitable to the wind direction at the time. was was pretty decent on the tide, and yeah, man, we we were rewarded, you know. So uh, it was good, man. Um, yeah, we got we we got we did alright in the Goldies, um, but we also had um, saw saw Tuskies. I uh, didn't see any any form of bastards there at all, but. I was really surprised at, at at the amount of permit we saw. Didn't get one. Had a couple. I had a shrimp. Had dill shrimp fly on mainly because um, I just figured it was a nice generic fly to just keep tied on. Mm. Um, and you know, you see your first school of permit, you're like, oh, that's that's a freak thing. Like, um, not gonna, still not gonna change to a crab. Thinking like, oh well, didn't expect that. But then another one comes along, another school, and um, had a few shots at him, but had a couple of lean on the fly, which is a good testament to dill, which I I think. Yeah, with, with permit fishing, but no, I didn't keep yeah. any of them. Didn't keep any of them buttoned up. But it was, um, I look, it, it was. 
I, I it was it must have been pretty satisfying for Rod to put the time in um, and the fuel and all that sort of stuff and 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 create that risk and have it have it pay off. You know, we found some found some, found some flats there that the underwater topography of it and um and just the just the the type of flats that they are they're not big featureless things look like there's plenty of plenty of life and plenty of food source of it with a lot of deep water nearby yeah would would sort of lend itself to 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 have someone believing that that's a consistent type of flat you know yep sounds like some pretty amazing ground yeah it really was it was amazing to see all that sort of stuff. I mean, what a fucking fantastic part of the world that is! Visually stunning. The yep. watercolor is is just. It just looks like everywhere you go, it just looks like a postcard. It's it's amazing that place. Um, really, really turquoise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob was telling me that the the saying for the area is, um, I don't know, islands out of the blue or something like that or something like that. You know, but you can see where it's a clever slogan because of how blue the water is. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, I'll tell you what was funny though is I had um, <laughs> I put a picture up on my Facebook profile, uh, holding holding one of the goldies and stuff. Like one of the, definitely probably the probably the better one of the lot, but they're all pretty similar size. Um, and and one dude felt the need to get on there and go, I oh, I know that spot. And I thought to myself, <laughs> fucking hell, mate, this must be Mandrake the magician. Must have <laughs> must have been able to. <laughs> Must have been able to read minds because I photoshopped the shit out of that background to try and protect the place. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I thought it was really funny when I saw that comment. I'm like, do you? Do you know that spot, do you? Yeah, fished it for years. Oh, really? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I, um, I'm familiar with that area a bit too. and I, Even I'm scratching my head going, oh, maybe he's, you know, he's down there or he's up there. and you know, But if you're up there, then there's... You know this hill in the background. If you're down there, there's those, you know, those houses and that palm tree. But mm. uh, then I thought, oh, here he is, the fucking Photoshop guru himself. You know, <laughs> I don't know. You know what top. I want you to do? I want next time yeah. I want you to put the Bribey Bridge in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, like I mean, there's been some outlandish ones. Some of the Groms I've seen have like put themselves in front of Hungry Jacks and stuff like that, or you know, the Eiffel <laughs> Tower or something. You know, but um. But it'd be great to just put something um, like just just go full red herring master and not describe the location, but put some sort of subtle landmark there, like the Glasshouse Mountains in the background or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Put Mount Biwar in the background, and people be like, "You're in the passage." Yeah, yep, mate. right yeah. there with those queenies. Heck yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool, but. Um, you know, it's a sad state of affairs. I mean, like, we're up there. I mean, it's not a sad state of affairs, but I mean, it's just a sign of the times because we're up there doing a, an R&D mission. Yeah. And and we potentially could be exploiting our hard work for people that are so savvy by picking up on photos that you kind of need to, um, all yeah, the yeah. things to sort of protect your hard work, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah. So that's when why. You say, when you say work, you were like, um, and I know you already covered this, but you were looking at locations for... Um, for, for Rod um, and, you know, flies and trying out some new gear, eh? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. So, yeah, well, I'll get onto the gear in a second. But for Rod, mm. as, as a guide and, like, he's a very – I'm in business for a long time and I've, 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 I can, I've seen a lot of people mm. that are professional in their approach no matter what their, their jam mm. is. 
And Rod's approach is to be able to offer people options. Like, I mean, as you would know, like, you know, if you got if you got one bag of tricks and it's not working, I mean, and you're paying that coin, like, you're sort of looking at yeah. your guide going, like, come on, dude, you must have something else, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's easy for people to show up to an area that, that, that they are familiar with and rock up to Old Yeller, you know what I mean? And just yeah. um, just get to that, that, that faithful spot. And, and if it doesn't work, go, oh, I don't know, but we could always go in because it's casual fishing. But Rod's... I've got a professional obligation to people that are paying the money and I can tell that he respects that immensely. And that's the reason why yeah. we're putting the yards in for that. To I'm, me, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because the the what I'm imagining the, the the point I was trying to make was, you know, I've I've when you take somebody to a spot, and I've done this before, um, you know, you sort of you go, Well, we're gonna go here, um, the tide's doing this, the, you know, we're hoping the fish are gonna be doing that. Um, mm. You sort of talk something up, and it's, there's a lot more pressure once once you've stuck your neck out <clears throat> and done it. And I've never guided, but I can imagine a guide feels a lot of pressure in it. You know, when it's a paid transactions, you know, there's there's although you're always doing your best, you know, you're still disappointed if it doesn't work. Um, and yeah. something that which it's going to feel totally different to you know what might work when you go and fishing with your mate to what you know you need to work when it's um you know when it's your profession. So. Yep. You know, I admire guides for that, like that producing under pressure. Um, I don't know how they handle it day in, day out. Mm. Yeah, they, they need spots that are versatile. They need backups and backups and backups, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what, little side note, <clears throat> the the mark of a professional, <laughs> and, and you wouldn't know, you'd never know until you tried it, eh? But, like, because I wasn't getting guided and, and like, we were, we, were, we were both, you know, at, at ex the expense of the trip was ours, I asked Rod, "Can I ever go up polling that skip?" <laughs> Tell me about your first time polling, man. Oh man, that is fucking way harder than it looks, eh? You, you know what, man? That's um, I, I, I mean, it's not the sort of thing, and you, you should expect your guide to say yes to do, and don't probably don't fucking ask him, but know that it's not a matter of just fucking pushing yourself around it's yeah. so it's so uh it's so hard especially in a wind you know like we were we were fishing in these flats that were um that like the forecast was coming in at like um at at 17 to 17 to 20 knots and gusting more yeah. and um and rod's trying to push us in a way that he's mindful of the the direction of the fish are coming um yeah. the the my the cast the wind not affecting my cast which was i was happy for that to be the last consideration i mean it is what it is but just tracking that boat fucking straight, you know, like in, mm. in that wind is is wild. And and the Mavericks, like um, you know, a, a world leader in polling skiffs, is a technical polling skiff. It's a nice boat boat to pole, but it doesn't. Um, it's like buying a nice uh, buying a, uh, the latest sounder. You know, like it, the thing it doesn't tell you is where to go from the boat ramp. But you you know you got a, the the greatest pole and the greatest polling skiff in the world. You still got to have the skills to to pole it. I found it really hard, eh? You know, but I, I only yeah. gave it ten minutes. And I had a wild boat wake that came through to really made Rod <laughs> laugh as well. But um, <laughs> I'm glad I could entertain you, Rod, if you're listening. But, uh, yeah, he had a great, had a great I, time I watching me bowl. I can sympathise with you, mate. Um, uh, I've been fishing with uh, Amos, an issue of life fisher, a few times on on a uh, similar sort of scenario to you, just sort of like having a, having a fish and, um, um, you, you know, Amos goes, have a crack at the, the polling. And... Um, you know, first of all, standing up on that on that 
polling platform, you know, you you got to get those thoughts that have not fallen off out of your head, and then then you're balancing with the pole, um, and, and yeah, just pushing it around. It's so easy to go in circles, hey? Like that's it's yeah. uh, it's a really it's a really um, so counterintuitive. It, it reminded me of reversing a trailer for the first time, eh? Yeah, you know, it, or, or uh, even a tiller steer. Like you know, you got to push. You know, well, it's it's like like tiller steer. You know, you got to push the the arse end. You know, you push the tiller to the left to turn right. You know, yeah, because you're yeah. pushing the arse end around, and that's that's kind of what you're doing with it with the pole, really. But it's still, like, it's not so much even that. It's it's the it's the angle of it. Like you you wanna you wanna give yourself as much travel with the pole that I know well as a beginner. And Rod's going. It's just a matter of little movements. A little is more, you know. So I, I put the pole in, and if the boat's drifting, like it, you know, like it's very easy to get it caught. It was for me to get it caught on the uh, on the engine, even, you know, like because I've got the pole too vertical, you know. Yep. So it's um, yeah. I thought it was yeah. Is it, I'm I'm sure it probably it would take. I mean, like it it would like anything it'd just take a bit of practice, you know. You should have seen me yep. cast a fly rod the first time. Fuck, <laughs> useless as hell. <laughs> it's like I had two left hands. Yeah, and I think too, like um, with, with fly fly rods, probably similar to to uh, polling. Like the the stronger you are, for whatever reason, um, the more likely you are to throw more muscle at it. You know, like you think that's your way out of any scenario is to overpower it and to you know to wrestle the boat or wrestle the rod, if you know what I mean. And yeah, um, yeah, it's sort of it's a wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you're absolutely right. So that yeah. was a, that was a bit of an eye opener, that's for sure. But um, um, but yeah, now look, we some of the some of the new gear we 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 had a look at. Um, mm. and one of them I, I got a shout out to Al from Ketterfly. Like, uh, was 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 um wearing his some of his shirts for the first time, and um, yeah, I mean, what a what a fucking trial by fire that was for fucking um like sun sun shirts, you know? Those sun shirts, you're talking like long sleeve uh, hooded ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I always leaned towards covering right up rather than putting sunscreen on. I still got to put it on. I'm um, yep. I'm quite fair skinned, and um, uh, so I got I got really got to cover up. So the quality of those shirts are really important to me. Um, and you know, Do by they have covering an SPF rating, mate. Uh, probably a good question for Al, man. I wouldn't begin wouldn't begin to speculate on that because it, it is a, an important rating for people like myself. Yeah. But um. I can't tell you that someone like myself can sometimes get, you know, can see a bit of sun come through some of those shirts, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't see a stitch of it come through. It was it was really comfortable, that's for sure. Right, right. So they're hot. Oh, that wasn't. I mean, I know your, your days on the dam were still on, on the water. You were saying sort of seventeen to twenties. Um, you know, I was going to say, but a, a great test for those that style of fabric is those hot still days because you know it's you're not yeah. having to wick wicked away. Did did um how did these things perform compared to what you're used to i'm glad you asked well before i tell you what they can how they perform before for what i'm used to um i'll tell you this man you know the smell fabric makes when you iron it yeah that's what i could smell when i was when i was wearing them on the on, on faust with no wind it was that fucking hot yeah. it was just you could just smell the fabric i said it to Rod. i said i could smell the fabric like my fabric's getting ironed it's so hot and um, but yeah, like you know, it was it was um, it was hot, but it wasn't drenched in sweat. It was wicking the sweat yeah. away and so like that, which was if there was any little gust of breeze, like I could feel it cool me down like straight away, you know. Straight away, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. But it's hot but still. Days are terrible too, particularly if you've been camping. You have that camp food sort of 
smell wafting around and you know <laughs> what kind of cares do you have dude <laughs> <laughs> well you know sort of uh big rod sort of doing his big farts you know so whoa whoa <laughs> speculation going on here <laughs> yeah Right at right at a high fiber diet, that's fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so did I, you know. There's uh, nothing wrong with baked beans. Um, yeah, yeah, they win. They hang around for a bit, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of the hood, mate. You know, it goes up the back of the shirt, encapsulated for the uh, for the vendor to um, yeah. to experience a lot longer. Uh, <laughs> it's your jam. It's not my jam. It's, um, but um, cool. yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the things I noticed with with those in comparison, and I'm not going to mention brands I've worn in the past, but um, was the the functionality of it. Like one of the things I noticed when 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 I wear hoods and stuff like that is sometimes the hoods can be quite short and not shield the side of your face. You know? Yes. Um, and if you pull it forward, it pulls the back of your shirt up. You know? And um and I noticed that with ours, like it almost had like this um this well actually two features that I really enjoy with the hood as a fair skinned gentleman was that um. It was almost like it was. It wasn't. It was almost like it was square, like straight down from the brim of your hat, and then and then then returned back into your neck. You know, right? Hard, hard to describe. But um, if I was facing into the sun for whatever reason, or I had it to the side and stuff like that, I could I could almost put forward over the brim of my hat and and not lose any sort of vision for for spotting stuff, uh, and and also reduce the glare. You know, that came in any side of my glasses or anything like that. But the main thing was it just kept it off my face. Like it was um a, that burning sun on, on your face, like especially at the end of the day when you know you should be reapplying, but you don't want to risk the smell of sunscreen on your fingers because yeah. it's, you know, it's, um, it's always yeah. in my mind too, you know, the, the greasiness and the smell of sun cream being on the fly on the nights, um, particularly with flats for lies. Yeah. You know, I go to a lot of effort to, you know, wipe that shit off, you know. Yeah. Um, but I will not compromise on, on sun, sun protection. Absolutely. Um, just, just rewinding a bit. So, Caterfly has had these garments made to his specs. He's just not, he's not choosing them out of a, um, out of a catalogue somewhere. He's, he's just gone. This is what I want, you know. And had oh, his specs, that, right? That may not be the case. Like, I, I, I believe. Look, Al has has definitely selected those shirts to meet what he wants. Yeah, as I believe. But I don't, I don't think he's like uh, contracting manufacturer, toll manufacturer for himself. You know, he's um. So he's he's found someone who I, I believe the shirts are made in the US and um, right. um, so he's paying probably more than he would if they were coming from China, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But he's he in, talking to Al about it like he's not willing to compromise. I mean, Al, Al uses it himself. It's not like Al is sitting in an office going this will this will sell to fishermen. He's um he's yeah. made, he's got something made that he uses himself. Um, and Al would be very aware of that. I mean, Al spends a lot of time outside with his with his with his job uh, and and his recreation as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, so he's 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 found a supplier that um, that will meet his requirements, and then um, his designs and he screen prints them and stuff like that and packages them up and yeah, does that. Um, so and I guess on that subject, as far as stocks concerned, I I, I spoke to Al because I said we we're gonna I was gonna mention it. I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Um, yes. Yeah. Because Al's a good dude. These are um, these are essentially, you know, like uh, although they're made in the US, I believe the shirts. Like, I mean, there's a good part of this component that um, stays in Australia. That's for sure. Australian oh, processed, yeah. green printed cool. package. Just yeah, supporting another, you know, fly fisherman. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's hand to mouth stuff. I love it. Fucking mm. great. 
you know, I want to check them out. Yeah. So he just, he told, I asked him like, when are you planning getting stuff back again? And he, he asked me to mention that, you know, on his website at, at ketterfly.com, I'm not sure if it's .au, look, man, just fucking Google it if you don't know, but Ketterfly, K-E-T-T-A-F-L-Y. Um, yeah. I should make sure of that. I'm pretty sure that's I'm, what I'm looking at it now, ketterfly.com. Yeah. Is .com? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Or one so, word, Ketterfly. And there he is, it, yeah. new apparel coming January. Nice. On his, yeah, on January. Page. Yeah. So he said. So, yeah. So I know his range is increasing. And... um. Look, man, you don't you don't have to like the name or Al or the color or, or or um or us or whatever. But um, but like if you you know like if you're going to spend the time to stay out in the sun and you're trying to avoid getting rust yeah. by the old melanoma, um, um, I can tell you from a from a fair skinned gentleman that um that need, needs to lather up. Yes, I now I know you're bullshitting. Why? You're fair skin, but you're no gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, no, yeah. look, man, I'm 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 a great litmus test for, for that stuff, sort of stuff like that, eh? You know, yeah, right. I get burnt I get burnt through sunscreens and stuff like that sometimes, but being out all day and I'm a, and I'm only only like on my face, I'm only applying sunscreen once, you know? Where normally I've got to reapply because I get that sun on my cheeks and stuff, you know. It's so fair. You get burnt online. <laughs> I, I get burnt on wine. Online. Yeah. Ah, right. I, I usually get the full moon jokes, but um, like that one. another reason I like to fish at night. By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, so the other stuff was sort of trying out, which is, is definitely worth a mention. Dill's flies. You know, like um, yep. I kept them on for the majority of the time. The other other flies I fished on the flats were the um, shrimp beasts and stuff, and they were. They were working really well. Um, I know you guys talked about an each way bet in the last show. I know it's quite a, quite a new fly, but it was um, it was definitely doing the trick like that. That's for sure. Um, where you know there was times in certain flats and certain colours of flats, and probably because of the food source up there, not a shrimp's not going to work every time. So yes. that so that was cool to feed them to a couple of fish. Um, and um, yeah, also tried out um, again. Like people will already know that. Um, oh, I should go back to the um, to the dam. I suppose it was. Um, was was trying out some new different techniques to tie those bendbacks to work through the the upper upper level of those weeds and and things like that as well. Which, which I you know I'll get in, get into revealing that a bit more later on. But it's just a matter of playing with weight. The technique yeah. tying techniques the same. Hooks are the same. But um, yeah, just a bit of weight weight distribution. I was keen to um, to pick your brain about about barrowflies, particularly sight fishing barrowflies over weed um, <laughs> in depth. So I think that's a, a job for another time. I mean. You know, I don't want to burn burn that content, but yeah, that that's something um, to note for the future. I'd love to hear more about that. Well, I have got a design which there was just so much happening that we didn't didn't tie it on, but it, <clears throat> it probably would work. And I tied this bend back deer hair slider with a little bit of foam in it to sort of pick the back end up, so it just rode rode right on the surface of the water and stuff. And uh, caught it the hot rod. Because <laughs> it was hot that day And I gave it to Rod You know <laughs> uh, Yep <laughs> Anyway But um, So yeah He's going to he's gonna try that out But there was a couple of ideas That, that came forth In fact We were on the phone One day we were on the phone Me, Rod and, and Dave um, And we were talking about it And we were relating A lot of those Those experiences To, to, to what Dave was talking about With floating tarpon In the mangroves And stuff like that as well You know yep. And um there's a few flies that I think could like to go back and try um, 
but you would have to uniquely adapt them to the salad for sure, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think it's but I think for now, I mean a bend back is pretty hard to beat, you know? Definitely. Yep. It, it might be it might be a little bit big, you know, for um for that scenario. But yeah, you know, still got a, still got a, uh, uh, we got we got a few rejections from it, but we got a few eats from it, and I would just put that down to the size. But I think that there's um I think there's there's definitely room for development with um with with flies outside of um of a bait fish range and not poppers, you know either. Yeah, yeah, right. You know? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I see that as like barrel flies or on in impoundment barrel flies already cool, but it's such a um when you got a sight fishing proposition. Um, you know, it's it's going to go through the roof, man. Like in popularity, um, yeah. You know, and it's not, I'm not saying it hasn't been done because clearly it has. But you know, I just see it as still being something that's going to going to skyrocket. Um, pardon the pun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Red rocket. Skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> what? Red, <laughs> is that like red light, green light? Rocket <laughs> <Red> skyrocket. <laughs> yeah, um, man. So yeah, man. So the other stuff we were using was um, some of the stuff that Nervous Water gave us as well. Um, so oh, yeah, I cool. um, so I stuck to using in the impoundment and on the flats. Just I just used the same rod the whole trip, which was the the nine weight Tom Tom sextant. Mm. And um, man, I've already put my review up online for it. I know it's caused a fair bit of controversy because you know I have used a few brands in the past, but this rod's only about a, a year old. And um, I was really keen to put it through the paces, and I thought, well, what better situation? I mean, a nine weight, in my opinion, is is pretty light for uh, for meter plus barra, particularly when they're they're in that thick salad like that as well. So I was I was keen to see how that performed. Um, and on the flats, like it was, um, you know, I found myself casting a lot of the times into the wind with like weighted shrimp flies and the shrimp beast and stuff like that as well, and. Um, and and not getting much opportunity to, to, to fuck it up, you know what I mean? So, um, but actually, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I also tried a new knot. <laughs> I've talked about new knots on there, but I, I wanted to just we come up with the saying like because um, I busted a couple of goldies off you this knot. So I tried the. I know I'm drifted off on a bit of a tangent, but it, there's a saying that we came up with when they shouldn't try new new knots with limited shots. That's what um that's what we came up with on the boat because I fucked it up, but um. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I get into the rods, um, yeah. so I should talk about that knot. I've been with the bendbacks. I've been looking for a, a knot that I can tie in heavy leader that will track it straight. Because sometimes if you get a yeah. bendback and you use a, a loop knot or lefty's loop or rapala knot, it's also called as well. Um, it can sometimes kink the the end of the leader and it can kick your fly off to one side. Um, so I end up using. I saw. Um, I actually contacted Dustin, who we've had on the show before, and I asked him what he preferred and then i saw after that that our friends the mill family put up um put up a video about igfa legal leaders and that's what they use as well and the knots are, um an improved homer roads knot uh-huh dave bradley uses uh, a perfection loop and mate that dude can tie that with his eyes shut uh, but i've watched i watch him tie it so many times and i just can't do it and um i need it needs a lot more practice from me but that would be a good knot as well but the improved homer roads i was using for 60 pounds straight through leader for these for these barra and held up sweet it was it was really good but i put that same knot in 20 pound and popsky just popped a couple of times actually which was um 
pretty disappointing. They went back to a loop knot on that 20 pound and it was, she, she was sweet as. So it was fluorocarbon you were using? Yeah, it was fluorocarbon. Yep. Was so it was a um, particularly thin one? Uh, I don't know about the diameter of it. It's hard though, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but I I found myself, we were coming back and we were bored and I was trying to catch a pikey brim because I've never caught one before along one of the, um, along a rock wall, like a, a natural rock wall. And I got, Dill, I lost your fly, man. I snagged it up and we couldn't get the boat. I actually put it up, cast a bit further than the rocks and couldn't put the boat up there to get it. So I had to pop it. Yeah. And the the, uh, the triple surgeon popped, not the loop knot. So it was, um, whereas the Homer Rhodes knot was popping previously, you know? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, interesting. But anyway, back to those rods. They, yeah. um, yeah, man, I found myself a couple of times having to take a wrap on Barra and not giving them any fucking line, uh, for fear of losing them. And, um, yeah. And that, that rod just, you know, it was throwing a, a um, a, a eight inch bend back around six, eight inch bend back around all day in that sun effortlessly as, and I'll tell you what line it matches up with soon, but the lifting power of it and the casting casting ability of it was what I was really interested in. I mean, you can go cast a rod in the park um, and you can work out that it's a, it's a very fine casting rod, but sometimes those rods don't have the flip side of, of being able to turn fish, you know, particularly where they, where they need to be. Yeah. Um, you know, caught a lot of barren fly impairments and, uh, and I can only recall two that have ever got me on the reel and that's because, shout out to Andy Volker, can't drive an electric motor and, um, and second... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man! <laughs> it's all right, Andy. I'm sure you've learnt by now. It's been a long time. You've had you know twelve years. Jolly is fuck, dude. You've had you've had twelve years to practice, mate. I'm sure you're sure you got there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, another time, I I, uh, I hooked a fish in a wonga with with Alex and some dude's um, hard body hooked. He thought he was hooked up too, so I just let that run while we were going. I think it's mine. So anyway, um, but other than that, don't let him get on there. And the nine might handle it beautifully, beautifully. You know, uh, better than like um. Then I, I, I'm so reluctant to say these words in this way because I, I realize how it sounds. Just have a go at one. I, I just really recommend have a go at one, mate. You know, um, yeah. You know, like it's that's all I can resort bound down to. I could tell you how good I think it is, but just have a have a cast of one, have a go at one if you if you got the opportunity, and mate, you'll see it for yourself. It's they're freak rods. They really they really are. They're Surprisingly good rods, you know that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that. I, I <laughs> on the, the way it performed on the flats, like I like, I'm sure Rod could attest to this as well. But like it was, like I said, it was pretty blowy, and Rod was polling, so it was um, we didn't have we didn't have the luxury of being able to sometimes put the rod, the the line coming across from my left hand side as a right hander, um, and sometimes mate, the wind was coming straight in my face, and I and I had to back cast, you know, and it was. That I felt comfortable at shots at fish with the with that shrimp fly or the or the shrimp beast at 80 feet easily. You know, there was times where Rod was, and I know this is going to make me sound like a hellman caster, but it's really I could really attribute it to the rod. You know, but there was I'm sure, and I'm sure Rodney could tell you this as well. But um, there's times where he's like, oh, there's one over there. Oh no, wait, wait, it's gone. He's gone. Oh shit, you just put it on its head, and um, and uh, and he, yeah, and he'll he'll say stuff to me. Um, you know, like oh, I forget you. I forget you can cast that far. I'm like, mate, there's something with this rod, man. I can just, I'm just, there's just something I can. There's something at the end of the casting. Arc I can't, I cannot explain this to anyone. I know you've experienced this as well, but there's something at the end of the casting arc with that thing that mm. just, 
gives it just some extra power and accuracy there that I can't yeah. explain. I'm not a rod designer. I don't know how they've done it, what they've done, but in comparison to other rods I've used, I, they don't they don't have that. Yeah, right. Something in the recovery that just so, you know, accurate and smooth. I think that's it. You know, some, I, think that, I think that's yeah. exactly it. Sorry, mate, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's a smooth recovery. Like, um, you know, so so there's there's rods that recover well. But some, some rods don't recover well. But, you know, and, and that's dependent on a graphite and a resins as far as I'm aware. I mean, you know, a decent rod engineer would pull this apart or add to it. But, you know, in my opinion, there's also rods that recover well, um, fast, but not smoothly. And they, they have a tendency to, to wobble a little bit, feel unstable. <clears throat> And yeah. the very best, the very best ones, recover fast and smoothly, and you know they throw a um, they throw a shockwave free loop, um, you know a long way, and <clears throat> with a brief time that you know I cast that sextant on the water with you up at um, up the coast that day. Um, that that was what impressed me about it. Um, a truly a smooth premium throwing is easy to adjust to. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's mm. the way I describe it too. I say to people that like at the end of your casting arc. I tell this to my students as well when I explain how to how to smoothly apply power through the casting stroke. Yep. But part of the things I tell them is that that graphites these days are so 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 good that they will straighten out faster than you can move your rod. If your arm has already moved at like a terminal velocity, if you like, um, the rod is already straightening out, and you can't you can't speed it up any further if you don't if you don't apply a smooth casting power through it and if you hit your max velocity at, at the middle of your stroke your rod's already straightening out um and that and that can throw tailing loops it can throw like uh, elliptical loops all that sort of shit it can cause all sorts of problems you know um that's i'm not going to get right into that's the sort of basic thing but i figure that the that the sextant like although three quarters of the rod is is recovering and, and applying that power and transferring it to the line just that last bit like it's um it just seems to oh, it's so hard to describe but just the way like you said the way it recovers now recovery if, if i heard that without knowing what that rod does and you said that the way it recovers you'd think the way it straightens out you know um but mm. it's 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 the time it's just that little bit longer delay where it straightens out at the end and which would which would make you think if you hear that that it's uh that it might be a noodle but like at the same time it just fucking ripped meter plus barrier the wheat you know, and yeah. a nine weight. You know, it's. Um, I think. I think that's a hallmark of um, of uh, of a great rod design, or, or even you know um, the pedigree that comes through having a, a great rod designer mm. is is the ability to deal with all those compromises. You know, like fish fighting versus casting. You know, um, short short distance cast presentation versus ability to present at a long distance. You mm. know. All of that. I'm, I'm sure that there's a whole lot of trade-offs in there. I imagine I should say I'm, not, I'm no rod designer, but you know I certainly find it rare to get a a, a, a rod that does all of the jobs exceptionally well. Mm. Um, and you know I, I think that's where the pedigree comes in is is the ability to 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 you know marry all those compromises up, get the best out of it for for the chosen situation. You know, mm. yeah. So I'd be interested to, to have a peg <clears throat> or have a fish with them a bit more. So. Yeah. yeah, I want to bring something else up, which I know both of us want to bring up, um, just to sort of 
off like be fair to the listeners you know we respect all of these and stuff like that and um and i know a lot of you guys respect our unbiased opinion in that sort of scenario but um yeah. as you could tell from the beginning of the show recently we've taken on uh, a new sponsor of the show um just want to sort of give breakdown a little bit of a, a timeline for that and and sort of the reason for what what we're doing there i guess you could say so yeah, because we want to want you to. Well, we want to get people connected. We want to get people um, uh, involved in the sport, and we don't want to look like we're we're pushing an agenda that um, that you know like that makes things unattainable or whatever. But as you would know, like in previous years, we've we've we have worked with another company, and a little while ago, we decided to end that with nowhere to go. We didn't have something lined up after or anything like that. And during the course of even working with that that company, we've been presented with products in the past that. Um, you know, have a look at this. What do you think? And sometimes we don't mention them on the show. Sometimes we don't we don't like them, and we'll give genuine feedback to those people, and they'll probably go back and repro- improve it and all that sort of stuff. But we we got approached by by Nervous Water, who who sponsored the show now, and that was that was a long that was a long time ago, you know. And it's um it's only recently sort of come to fruition. Mm. Um, but you know, like for for you and I, Volts, I mean, I'm sure I could speak on behalf of you in saying that. Our time is is super valuable on the water to ourselves. You got family, you got work. I got family, I got work, and the time we spend on the water is not compromisable by someone giving us stuff or throw, no one gives us stuff. But I mean, by offering um, things for us in exchange for 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 sponsorship or whatever you know, or advertising or whatever. Yeah. So we don't. Well, I just want you to know that we don't. I mean, we don't. Comp- you know, I mean, you know, what I'm trying to say, Vols. We don't. We're not compromising. Anything like this, anything that we we might mention, like I just gave a rave review in regards to the Thomas and Thomas Rods, is, is is just as unbiased comment of anything else because I've chosen to use that on the water with my spare time, and I can hand on heart tell you that's yeah. that's the case. You know? In in base level terms, I don't get to fish enough to to even try shit that I don't like to 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 put up with shit that I don't like. Yeah, you know, um, it's probably a better way to put it. it you know, <laughs> I, I'm lucky to get. I, I, how do I say this? Nobody ever fishes enough, and it, you know everybody wants to fish more than they currently do. That's that's a given. But you know, um, between my professional life, my family life, like you know, even even podcasting, you know, indirectly, I suppose, um, t- sucks up a bit of time and definitely sucks up social capital at home to go fishing. Um, so I need shit to work when I'm on the water. Like, and yeah, I certainly wouldn't compromise my fishing time with um, uh, through making something a commercial transaction. Um, Chris touched on something there. I'm quite happy, you know, not to have a sponsor at all. Um, but so getting getting in with someone, it, it has to work at at every level. Um, mm. And my part of the thing has to be, you know, quality goods that do, you know, what what they intend. Um, and the other thing is, I, I only want to deal with, um, and this is not, not a, meant to be a comparative statement. I only want to deal with good people. Um, mm. And and having a chat with with uh, Pete from Nervous Waters um, was really important. Water, water, water. You did that. You did that on the ad read the first time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Geez. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyway, moving. sorry, Pete. At least I got that bit right, Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Nervous Water. Um, He's a good dude. If if you ever get a chance to, to have a chat with him, then do it. Um, uh, fascinating guy. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I, I had a big chat with with Pete yesterday um, in regards to um, 
uh, I'm, I'm going to grab one of the, the Shilton reels and stuff and I want to put a backing on it. And one of the options they got on the website with the Cortland backing is they got gel spun, micron, and um, and hollow core um, backing. And I was, I'm not familiar with that at all. So I rang Pete, mate, the most interesting information going. Like I was, I'm going to get it. Like it's, it looks incredible for what I want to do. Super strong, super smooth, so much capacity. And because it was something I didn't know about, you know, I had to find out the option, if you know what I mean. Like I had to, had to find out. And like I found the guy in complete, I mean, we obviously got starting relationship with him. So it's not a cold call, but I mean, happy to explain it in, in great detail, sending videos through of, of how, to, how to deal with it and, and all that sort of carry on. So yeah, I, I'm like you, mate. I, 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 I like to deal with people um, probably more than more than the products, but the products, I can't waste my time on the water. Fishing, fly fishing is my career. It's um, it's how I make my money. If I can't get results on the water, I can't, I can't hand on heart. I mean, I, 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 I we talk about on the show about following the beef, and, and I like to be able to offer advice based on what I do, as someone in the fly fishing industry who actively fishes. You know, so, um, and if I'm choosing to use those tools on the water, that that could either be, you know, detrimental or um, or or an advantage. And I'm I'm using those tools like any other tool to create myself an advantage, and they're great for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, so it, you know. Yeah. So I guess some people are probably listening to this going uh, and but like and you can tie it to your opinion for sure. And like no one's trying to tell you how to party, but you, we didn't need to know all that. Just it's just us, man. You know. Yeah. We just like to be transparent and you know and and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, take yeah. it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. So relax with any comments. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cool. it's cool. Make make the comments and oh, I've been. I've been finding myself explaining on private messages since I put that Goldie post up to people what what's going on and and I thought you were working with other brands and stuff like that and mate it's just just simply better and I'm just rolling with it you know it's um yeah it's um it's just just better okay yeah um so yeah but uh, yeah so hopefully that 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 um satisfies some curiosity there <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. Yeah. Won't mention it. We won't talk about it again, but uh, um, as the reason why. <laughs> but yeah, all good. Um, yeah, speaking of that sort of stuff, also, I don't know if you noticed on, online recently, I've noticed a few comments from, from people that I personally respect um, that have um, had some gripes with. Um, I, I want to word this in a generic way, but I could easily use the term that they chose, and, 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 and I, could, I might do that and just say, um, with with Insta stars, you know, Instagram stars, you know, so to speak. So, you know, new school of dudes that have that come up out, out of like, uh, well, they're implying that um, I get I get the gist is they're they're implying that um, you know they haven't earned their stripes perhaps or um, and this is not I'm not agreeing with this or anything like that, but it's uh, I'm just trying to sort of paint paint the definition of of what they potentially might mean or what the way I interpret it. Uh huh. Um, and um, I thought it'd be an interesting, interesting discussion because it is part of our life, and it is very much a part of the fishing scene. And um, and I thought we might just break some of that stuff down. You know, what do you think? Yeah, let's let's have a look at it. Yeah, this is yeah. just a comment. It's not a it's not a passing of judgment. We're just looking at it from every angle. You've yeah. made yourself really clear with that, Volts. Okay, yeah. I'm just let okay. you know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I guess it'd be it'd be good to take an objective look at that, and um, yeah, because I know that it, it 
I mean, I know that you, you get it from all angles. You hear from people that might be in that position to be like, oh, I don't know what that guy's fucking problem is. Or you might get exactly the same sentence for someone who's, who's attacking someone else, you know? And it's, um, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, I don't know where it comes from, you know, to agree. I, I, I guess I could make some assumptions with that to some, to a certain degree as well, but, um, but I it guess it doesn't matter, mate. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, has, it doesn't. Can I ask? Has someone hurt you recently online? Has, oh, it's has not. It's not me. It's not yeah, me. I'm right. just. I'm just standing on the outside looking in at, at some of these. At some of the comments, like I said, there's, 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 there's. I think four people that I can I can recall over the last couple of months that have made similar posts about like, what's the deal with these Insta stars? You know, sort of thing. And um, and I just find it funny to watch the breakdown of comments and read through. Some people make some pretty valid points. Some people, um maybe don't fish enough and um um <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know but i guess um you know we've got to break down that definition of, of that of that insta star i suppose we could we, we could hypothesize about it anyway you know what do you think that means well insta star i'm guessing it's a reference to instagram um but you know uh People are some people are famous on, on Insta, Instagram. Maybe that's what they mean. You know, they have a lot of followers. Doesn't necessarily mean that every every one of their followers like them. Um, you know, the people I follow on on Instagram, there's some that I like. There's some of those friends that got customers on there. Um, you know, there's I'll uh, just look around, make sure my wife's not. There's some attractive people on there. Um, <laughs> some there's, TNA, uh, is that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, things I'm interested in. You know. Um, uh you know hobbies um stuff around the house you know but but you know i mean transitional artifacts okay yeah, like uh, yeah, things that yeah. come through the ages and find their way into our hands yeah <laughs> yeah so and there's people i hate and um, what <laughs> you're telling uh, me you've got normal human emotion oh quite you know quite i've been i've been whittling them off i've been unfollowing a few people lately i just you know and my, to be honest my life's been better for it you know mm. just not not harboring not um negativity trying to trying to walk away from it but mm. um you know i guess it's part of part of human nature to look at stuff you don't like or stuff that you know annoys you but um but yeah there's so just because you follow someone doesn't mean you know you you like them or you're just interested for whatever reason professionally or personally um so yeah i guess there's that i guess there's um it, I'd, I'd like to think of insta famous i think it'd include like um all forms of social media, you know, like Facebook, YouTube, um, forums, even, you know, podcasts, um, podcast, podcast, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, and I guess I sort of, I'll straight straight up say this: I feel sorry for for some of these instant famous people that you know they're just putting up their candid and hopefully heart heartfelt thoughts and activities on on. Um, on social media and um it take i can tell you personally it takes a, a lot of courage because um if you have any sort of fear of being judged um or, or even watched it sort of um mightn't be for you um, yeah and and it is it is sort of um intimidating or you, or you get you know people making comment on um about stuff uh like i don't know recently i put up a couple of photos on facebook i'm not very active on facebook you know there's one kids last day at uh, primary school and you know um, it was a before and after photo and um, in one photo I had I had 
you know, a reasonable head of hair and the other had no hair. Like, I'm like, looking at I'm, Some hairs. Like, I mean, you, your hair might have been starting to social distance, right? And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then we had after yeah. COVID shot, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Your yeah. tran- transition to my, head. Yeah, yeah. to my back and... I, don't know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I sorry. It, do you, sorry, mate. Didn't mean to you. I just had a point to make, but the, yeah. So you're yeah. saying that like you put that photo up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, it's just and it doesn't bother me at all because you know if if it if it, if it bothered me, I wouldn't put it up or I'd delete it or whatever. But it's just mm. you know the the point is you put something up, you got to be prepared for people to to either remark or to notice or say something, you know. Um, so yeah, I can I can understand from from every every angle that yeah it's um it's one one of those things. Hey, if you're you're in the public domain, then people are going to say stuff, and it and it um or it could potentially say say something, and you mightn't like what they got to say. Look, the thing is, mate, guys our age have come about from um from a, a, an era where before it existed. So we we either kind of sink or swim with it, you know, really. So it's um. Yeah, there's, there's there's guys that are, are great at whatever chosen field they're at. Maybe well, we're a fishing podcast, so let's talk about fishing. You know, they're great fishermen, yeah. but they might be shit on social media. Yet they're observing what others are doing. You know, so you know it's a it's a competitive environment, social media. You know, and it's um it's an environment that can offer great gains for those that are that are good at it. Um, the the only sort of problem with that, I suppose, is um with, with managing that as a as a human. Because it is a it is a, a very fast transition into our daily lifestyle, relatively given how old humans are, that we've gone yep. in like 10, 15 years to an an incredible overload of information and how we deal with it, um, and learning to separate um, ego from um, from uh, from from just observation is is a bit of a skill, you know. Yep. So you can't help but sort of imagine that, like you know, the guys that are, that are into this right now who have been born into it, may not see that when they see comments from guys that might be saying about Insta famous. You know, like it's it's a way of life if that's what you've been born into. Like anyone who was born, you know, say 15 years ago, a 15 year old could be killing it on uh, on social media with their fishing and their and their YouTube account, whereas yep. someone who's in their 40s or 50s is like, ah, oh, look at this. See you next Tuesday. You know. And yep. um and that could be nothing more than like um maybe maybe a, uh, a recollection of yesteryear for themselves or um <laughs> a, a um a, a reminder that they don't have the same amount of time anymore you know but um I, I don't know but like I think that um I think for one thing the social media platform definitely offers a, an overload of information and if you can apply the filters to it it gives us more information that we previously had available through. Uh, other forms of media, which would have mainly been print and video media, you know, which were sort of controlled. I'm going to use the word controlled um, by by people who not what you knew, but who you knew some to some degree. You know, whether you were skilled at journalism, but not a skilled angler. You know, you might have got a shot at um, at at some of these articles. Um, you know, uh, whereas if you're a skilled angler and you couldn't string a sentence together, you know, like you're a carp fisherman or something like that, then maybe you're not going to um, you're not going to um, get get a look in, you know. You might not be able to understand the, the videography for YouTube. Who knows? So it's it's an interesting dynamic, I reckon, and I guess I, it's an interesting to break down because when it comes down to sort of that that those comments, you know, you kind of got to wonder where where they come from, and and it's not really the point of the conversation. It's more um, a, a a springboard to analyze the pluses and minuses 
of uh, of social media for us, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's, um, and I, I guess one of those things, like I just briefly mentioned there, it, it's a platform for, for those who otherwise wouldn't get a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a very, um, it is a very uh, effective platform of reaching people and, you know, it, it provides provides a level of transparency too i i, I think social media and it's just a general comment you know like it you're sort of accountable for for what happens um uh you know particularly i see video as a particularly um invasive uh format because you know everything's open to open to scrutiny so to speak you know it's a lot harder to hide on video than it is um say just still images um i know it's a lot harder on a on a podcast or a, particularly an unedited like largely people won't well, i hope people believe this because uh, chris does the editing he, he just doesn't have time to edit shit out so what we say or whatever edit, say, it. yeah it's That's it's, it. got, it's got to be ready to go straight up you know mm. um so yeah it's it's one of those things that you're staring down a barrel on of a um when you when you're recording uh either video or, or a podcast um, it takes a lot, you know. I know. I know. Personally speaking, it takes a lot to to be able to uh, get to a point where you you don't give a fuck anymore. Mm. There's yeah. there's a there's a new platform out that I'm not I, I don't get involved with at all, but I've seen it called Twitch, and um and you, you just remind me of that there. There's a quite a skilled angler from the Gold Coast called Aaron Blake, and he's not a fly fisherman. He's just a, a conventional guy. Yeah. I've never followed his Twitch stuff, but I believe it's streaming, so it's all live. So he's he's fishing live. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. wow. And, uh, yeah, and he—I mean—he's a great, he's a good fisherman. He catches some wicked captures, you know. And 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 you couldn't get more legit than that, you know. I mean, you've heard us mention on this podcast more than a million times. Follow the beef, and that and what that means is follow. If you're going to, oh, excuse me, model on someone else's advice or take someone else's advice, it means you know look for their results. You know, like you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't buy a car of someone who doesn't drive a car, or you know, they—they they, I mean, they sell a car, but they've never driven it. You, you, you get the analogy, you know. But yep. someone—I know this is going to sting for some people, but someone who might sell—I'm not going to get too detailed. Someone who might sell something, like let's say someone who, who sells football gear, you know, but they—but mm -hmm. um, they've never played football. Like, how are we? How are we? How are we to say, oh, mate, these boots are great, mate? I—I I believe. That other people have run on with them and, and they feel great you know that's cool like i mean that's kind of on the consumer to sort of um to to reward that behavior you know but the the ability of like say that twitch streaming you know like yeah you couldn't get more legit than that that's um that's that's intimidating as fuck i, I wouldn't like to do that the pressure would be enormous you know that's awesome. um yeah that, that's it that's intriguing me i'm gonna check it out because that's something um first of all um is it as a blake is that his username aaron blake I, I guess so. He's, just, he's a friend of mine on Facebook, and I, I see it yeah. come up every now and then. And um, and you know, I've read his posts, and he's got yeah. a lot of lot of followers as far as uh, that streaming's concerned. Because I guess everyone wants to see. I mean, and this is what social media is to a lot of people. We want to see how you did it, you know. Um, and you know, so that's that's you couldn't get a better platform than that than a live stream like that. I mean, we got Instagram that that'll allow us to put up posts whenever we want. And, and to the astute, you know, angler who's learning from social media, you could go through and look at how regular that person posts or if they post, you know, or, um, yeah. or you know, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's 
I'm not saying it's good or bad or one's better than the other to be posting regularly. I, I'm, I'm, I, what I'm saying is, is that the onus is on the consumer to, um, to see exactly who they're buying off and if they want to replicate that vendor's results. Yeah, okay, really. you know, and it's um, and 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 you more than and again, I want to be really open in saying that there's no right or wrong with all this sort of stuff. It's just what you want to apply to your own time on the water. Um, and social media is quite good for that because there's a lot of um, a lot of people, like I said earlier, that wouldn't get the opportunity to share with the general community, um, you know, what they do. I'm gonna I'm gonna use um, uh, James Caves for an example, right? Mm-hmm. Now James is is on the co-op, and um, and Jimmy, please let please know that I love you, mate. You're you're actually one of the high, my, the most highest rated anglers in my mind in Australia, and I've, I've got no problem at all at, at, at admitting that, mate. You know, but um, but Jimmy had trouble writing even his own. Not that he can't write, he just had trouble with the creativity of writing his own um, blurb to accompany his own flies in um in the co-op. You know, in flight. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, even to the point of like he he spent weeks deliberating on what to call the name, you know. So Jimmy has got an, an incredible amount of knowledge for the fishery that he's got. He's got an accessible fishery. He's he, he's um he fishes for one of the most accessible fishes in Australia that could be promoting the, the shit out of fly fishing. But without social media, we wouldn't know who he is because he's never going to write a fly life article, you know, or mm. or an article in in any of the fishing publications. So how would we know? We'd be depriving ourselves. I think this is a great example where social media is such a positive thing in, in this aspect. I mean, there's a lot of negatives as well, but we'd be depriving ourselves of, of such a great talent that we could all model from. And, um, you know, and without it, there'd be no Jimmy. Yeah. Bye-bye, Jimmy. Jimmy-less. I'm going to give our, ourselves a pat on the back here and, um, you know, the intermediate line and, and broad, more broadly, the um, Insta Instagram, social media, it gives us gives us access to people. We get, literally get connected with with local champions who otherwise wouldn't wouldn't get to um, even hear about. Like you said, mm. it's amazing. I, I, sometimes I pinch myself and think, you know, over the the episodes we've had, the people we've had the privilege of you know sharing information with, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it's not even that. Like uh, another another aspect of that is not even um, the inability to be to write creatively. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes, um, like, okay, for example, okay, I'm going to speak to speak my, about myself personally here and take it or leave it. If you think I'm big note myself, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to put on it. But I've got some flies that I've developed and, um, and, if, and not only have I developed them in a, in a unique fashion, I mean, they're being accepted around the world. They're caught fish around the world. Um, but you will never, ever see them in a, in an Australian publication and I would, and I don't expect you to comment on this, Valti. Like you can stay out of it as much as you like, but I'll say it because of politics. I got a, I got an example of a fly, like a, a deer hair cicada, right? It's caught, I've caught bass on it. People have caught EPs on it. People have caught brim on it. It's a great bug designed for purpose that I designed out of deer hair. That fly has been in three publications including field and stream like massive um internet like overseas publications it's won four fly tying tournaments now and each one of those magazines and tournaments has credited me as the developer for it but you won't see it in any australian publications and i can tell you as much as this will sting some people and i'm trying not to make it narky but it's just without social media you wouldn't see that from me you know but it's politics 
as to the reason why you won't see it in 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 media and that's that's a little bit behind the curtain for for some people because it's um and i don't mean it to be but i think it's a great example of of some of the good things to do and i'm not the only one like that all i can do is just speak from my own experiences but there's some bloody great fly ties and great fishermen that wouldn't get that wouldn't get seen i mean you can you and i are of that age that we know that we can look back on these uh on these on these publications and and video publications of yesteryear feels old to say that and and know that we're seeing the same people all the time now now we can pick and choose who to see when to see we can see that like you said the transparency of those people's results now are often surprising you know like you know you might see you you'll see people that that are participating in in all those articles and movies or tv shows or whatever and now they've got Instagram accounts or social media and they barely persist on it. So what were we get what were we getting seen before that? The transparency of that smoke and mirrors almost is now evident. And and I and I'm gonna come full circle to that original comment we brought it up there. I can't help but think that um, some of those comments are based on that. You know what I mean? Like the fact that um, it's sometimes hard to keep up with the guys who've got the co- the time, and it's just a matter of time, it's not about a skill or anything like that. To produce that content anymore yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you're right uh, time is time is rapidly becoming our, our most uh valuable asset and um yeah but i mean that's that's a sideline and, and a hell of a cliche um a rabbit hole we don't want to go down but mate um yeah yeah in, social is- media has has sort of there's a lot of information and, and being being effective at, at recognizing the good stuff and filtering it the stuff that's applicable to you that that's going to be the the talent and the battle yeah know? yeah I, I think you're right there is a there is a myriad of, of rabbit holes that we could go down here vaults but i think the main thing to do here and and the gist that i want to uh, that i think that we can do with this because it is a, a squirrely subject for us is just to play the ball you know and just just talk about the social media aspect of it you know like i, I think that's yeah. all we can all we can do and that's all i hope we come across as you know there's no there's no agenda to get there. I mean, I just cited some examples there based on my own experience and my experience of viewing other people. Um, yeah. But I don't mean it to be any more than just just putting a spotlight on on social media. Can I ask I, you? I'm not I'm not starving. Let's put it that way. It's not 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 make me lose sleep at night any of that stuff. But yeah. it's just an interesting observation, you know. So here's here's a question for you: Is there a responsibility, in your opinion, that comes like if? If you're recognising that you're on there, or you've you've actually got some reach, particularly maybe if you if you've got a sponsor, obviously if you're a sponsor, it's it's a recognition of your reach rather than you know might necessarily be your skill in some cases. Um, but is there a responsibility with what message you put out, or is it just a free for all? In your opinion, you you hit two points there that 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 I wanted to bring up, and and I guess let's let's talk about the. The, um, the responsibility part of it, you know, first, um, yeah, I, I, I think there is. There's, there's a, you know, like with, like, like, like they say in Spider-Man, with responsibility comes, with, with break power comes responsibility, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Um, some of those reaches, you know, companies would pay their i, their it to get through, you know, like it's um, like some yes. of that organic reach that people get, like that's, that's, that's worth its weight in gold, and, and, and I think. A lot of those people would would realize that like you know people that have got you know like 40 50,000 followers in in fishing is mm. is fucking wild man like and particularly in fly fishing that's a that's a niche niche market you know yeah and um and I must admit I think for the for the majority 
particularly with fly fishing, a lot of those guys handle that quite well. Um, you know, like there's there's a there, you know like I'm, oh, he's been a guest on a show. I'll bring up Josh Hutchins. You know, he's got a massive following there. His participation in, in what he did for the Australian Bushfire Appeal, I thought was excellent. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and and a great example and and a great ambassador of, of Australian fly fishing for what he did in that in that respect. Um, on the flip side, outside of fly fishing, should I bring it up? I'm, I'm going to mention I'm going to mention this and I'm going to try and dance around it where it where it came from. I saw a recent video, um, and and it might not be just a community responsibility, but responsibility of, of the ethics of fishing. So this is where this sort of comes from a little bit. Um, I watched a guy catch, walk in, uh, okay, allegedly walk in to to um, private waters and and fish for a fish out of season, and and that's. He might have had permission. He might have stored the video footage outside of closed season. I really, really don't know. And I'm not even making speculation. But what I can I can talk about, the factual part that are things that I do know that I can talk about, is watch the reaction unfold online. Yeah. The comments um, and and how, how that was handled. Yeah, yeah how, it, how it came across and how it was handled. First of all, obviously, you know, there was no mention, I believe, in, in the video of... Um, of catching these fish, uh, acknowledging it was a closed season, you know, uh, yep. which which when you're picturing this, uh, framing this in in regards to your question as far as the responsibility these people have, yeah, you know, some of these guys have got some very influential followers of, of, of a young age, and it might normalise or, or or make it acceptable in their mind to catch those fish in closed season simply because of the time that they're watching the video. Yeah, you know, right. it's um there's no there's no attempt to shape that opinion otherwise during that video you know yep and, and along the same lines goes for the um the trespassing aspect of it as well and, and i'm not making um assumptions in that form at all with that i've got to be real clear with this stuff or like i said all i can do is see how it unfolded in the comments yeah um, other people were making that accusation not yeah yeah i'd have no idea where he is i've never been there never never been there at all you know so it's um but again yeah all i can do is all I can do is put myself in the position that that someone who might be influenced by their actions is as well. Now I'm not. I <laughs> may, may not be influenced the same way as say uh, a 12 year old dude who lives in the area who who idolises that guy or something like that. I might be yeah. able to look at this objectively and go, well, you know, yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, what my like opinion. Close, close yeah. seasons are, are for mugs. They're not for. They're not for me. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a. A private fishery these are all conclusions that someone could jump to yeah um you know uh yeah so another one you're talking about uh, and yeah it's i don't want to like you said don't want to play the person um but yeah you what i've got a question for you though i'll answer your question with a question yep is the um uh as a, as a content creator are you responsible for how people take things or are you responsible for what you say i think you can only be responsible for you, for what you say but you've got to be mindful of i mean of, of how people take things you don't get you don't get to that level without selling yourself and being aware that you're selling yourself or put yourself in the position to sell yourself you wouldn't yep. be creating content weekly without without being mindful of building a uh a, a a viewership or listenership or, or or following you know it 
you you know what you're doing, you know, and you know that um you can you can re, you can shape your your performance, you know, through through content. And someone at that level is so good at it that um, that not only do um, do they have a good listenership, the industry recognises that and supports him as well. You know, so it's uh, he's got he's got some great great allegiances, like of, of you know, high end allegiances. So I think there is that responsibility there, not only for the um, for the people who view and watch, but also for those people that get behind him as well. Yeah. You know, because for me personally, uh, those actions reflect on those companies. You know. I, I can't help but associate that person's name with those those names that associate with him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how it works. That's the, whether we do it consciously or, or subconsciously. If I see brand X boat cruising around, I might think of um, of where I someone who's yeah who, who creates good content that I've seen it in. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So yeah. here's here's another spin on it, mate. You know. <laughs> with great power becomes great responsibility but you know is there the opportunity to use that great power for good like um you know say there was a, a positive educational message that you know with a wide reach you could spread is there um uh do you think you know there's opportunities there for for people with you know large reaches or large influences to to positively shape the future of fishing, you know, either environmental issues or, you know, political issues, say, for example, um, you know, removing netting from some areas, you know, due to recreational um, values or something like that. Do you think that that opportunity exists, Chris? Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you starting to interview me this like I'm some sort of expert on social media. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I know we share a lot of these same views, so I'll, 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 yeah. I'll interview us as a team, right? Okay. I know. <laughs> hey, I've got, I got to ask too, you know yep. how I did that, the, uh, the intro for Nervous Water? Yep. Um, did you like my radio voice there, mate? Well, I did, Volts, and we'll be back in a moment with more information from Espon. Uh, yeah, no, it was good, mate. Did really well. I should start using that all the time, maybe for the rest of this interview or not? Yes, yes, I do. I think that would right, be, then, I think that'd be dynamite. Um, right, yeah. let me, right, let me let me answer your question there. Um, what was? Can you repeat the question, please? Well, voice? Chris, the question was: <laughs> with great power becomes great responsibility. Do you think there's the opportunity within that framework to uh, to positively influence and educate? I'll say the listeners, mate. I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. And and, yeah. and two, two examples, and I'll be real brief with it. Even even to reflect on that last one, I said, imagine yeah. if that dude said, "Hey, I want to take you into this area. I've got permission. It's closed season. You're not allowed in here, and you definitely shouldn't be fishing closed season. But but check this out. You know these fish are locked in here. They're not able to breed. But you're not allowed in here, and you shouldn't be targeting them. Or yeah save the fucking content till close se- till open season and promote open season you know yeah that's a positive thing in yeah. regards to the in regards to the nets and stuff like that like you said you know i only read this morning that um the the um the the fishing alliance up there you know uh are, are, are um the fraser coast fishing alliance in regards to harvey bay you know like i wouldn't know about that if it wasn't for social media you know it's um yes you they, know they have they have done a very effective um, social media campaign and um, you know in the in the absence or I shouldn't say in the absence but in the 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 withdrawing uh, print media like that you know no one can argue there's less circulation in you know fishing mags and and that um, 
these days and availability of it. You know, there's news agents are shriv uh, shriveling. The the amount of magazines is is dropping off. So, you know, digital is literally, you know, taken over here. And so social media is the way to spread these messages. If if you've got positive messages, you you know, social media is a way to spread them. Mm. Um, or any message, positive or negative. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was another part to your question that I wanted to um, wanted to break down this as well, and, and and explaining sponsorship, and what that means in this day and age for for these people. Because one thing I notice is um, is is the polarization of people um, people's opinions of people that promote brands or might be part of pro staff, pro team sponsorship, whatever. You know, um, it can make people put their nose up and think, oh, I'm better than them. You know, and it's um, and and why are they getting something that 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 I can't, or you know, I can I, I can fish better or whatever. Sponsorship, you need to know, is is a is a professional agreement between um maybe a supplier and someone who creates content, and and those those agreements are um are not are not an accolade, and that's one of the most important points I think, you know, needs to be remembered when people are um you know turn their nose up at at these guys that have worked hard at, at creating content. Um, and, um, you know, and, and just look at this as, a, as, as exactly what it is, because, um, because if, if you think it's an accolade, that's just a, that's a wild assumption. I guarantee you not one of those people who think it's an accolade is contacting and going, did that person give you that because you're so good, you know, and, yeah. and that person turned around and go, yes, I am so fucking good and better than you that that person was begging to give me something. That's just not the case. You know? know. Well, let, let's let's use something close to home. This podcast. All yeah. right. How many episodes are we at at the moment? Hundred and twenty-three. I think this is. Okay. On on average, how many hours go into each episode? Um, with 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 us preparing for an episode through the week, uh, or or, or pre-interviewing guests, or ringing around guests, doing the show, editing, promoting on social media. I would say there's probably collectively, maybe. Jeez, oh, yeah, fifteen hours a week, twenty hours a week. Okay, well let, let's let's take the lower figure there, fifteen. Yep. Um, and where you, you know we've never pulled a cent out of it. Um, and we still yeah. don't. So 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 yeah. So um, so fifteen times what did you say? One hundred and thirty odd episodes. No, I did not. I said one hundred and twenty. I believe this is one hundred and twenty-three. One twenty-three. One two three is um using real rough calculation uh 1845 hours so so you know if if some golden fairy somewhere came down and threw two gorillas at us straight off the bat that would be um just over a dollar an hour split what's a gorilla <laughs> a grand oh right <laughs> God, i didn't realize it was so straight exactly oh man i'm to quote Homie Lowy, bolts. To, to quote lowey i'm down in the hood <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to get into the definition of what hood, but let's. let's... <laughs> but that's less than you know. That's just a dollar an hour split between two people, mate. You know, is yeah. This is the point. Is it's it's a it's a labour of love. But yeah, I digress. Um. So so for someone to say to to begrudge any opportunity that comes somewhere, you know, politely, you know, kiss my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I want, to, I want to quote South Park here in the chef's song. Suck on my chalk with salty balls. Suck them, suck them, suck them. Um, yeah, 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 keep going. Sorry. Yeah. 
we could edit that out. Not. Um, yeah, look, man, it reminds, you know, yeah. So, yeah, there's something you said during the week while we're talking about this um, prep where um, you talked about uh, using social media, the irony of using social media to attack social media, which I thought was a, an interesting interesting discussion. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, someone made a comment about, yeah, it was, I think it might have been an Insta-famous comment. You know, yeah, we, the yeah. whole like everything everything returns back to that original reason for this. So I mean, that's what I'm in relation to that. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's a discussion. It's not a judgment. You know. So yeah, if someone out there feels the same to them, it's not. You know. Well, there's multiple. There's multiple people who made that comment, but um, yeah. yeah, I just thought it was it was quite quite. You're right. You know, like it, the irony in it. If you're going to attack someone on social media. You'd better make sure you don't fucking share a thing, <laughs> you know. Like you, you can't, you can't, you yeah. can't share a thing. There's, there's some faux pas on social media, in my opinion, that I look at like that, and that's one of them. You know, if you're going to attack someone on social media about being successful at what they've chosen to do, you know, and you're on social media, you choose to be on it, you log into it, you agree to the terms and conditions, all that sort of stuff, and it still yeah. pisses you off, even though you've got the ability to block someone or whatever. You know, you better not be sharing anything. You know, like I mean, because by sharing something, it just you're just making it look like that person's outcompeted you because it's pissed you off. Yeah, that's how it looks. That's <laughs> one way of looking at it, eh? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, looks all, all those people that hung shit on me for being bald, I'm coming at you like a spider monkey. All right. <laughs> 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 you know how much I hate monkeys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way too much alike. It's a uh, yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah i mean and uh yeah. yes so i thought that was um i thought that was pretty interesting mate because it is a it is a valid point like you know like that maybe it'd be great to think that someone's listening to this podcast and going fuck you know what i really should simmer down from this stuff because it is um it really i could easily just block someone not follow someone not look at social media um but, on, but we don't want you to simmer down mate Come on. <laughs> as opposed to just getting getting angry you know oh look man there's been times i've mouthed off on social media but you know what i do after that is i just block them after that i just you know and i think to myself i just move on it's um yeah yeah, yeah that's cool man. That's the good thing about social media is that you just you don't have to be looking at someone you don't like it's it's your window into the world it's you know yeah it's like it's like being on romper room and having that little window into whose birthday it is and just not looking at some people's birthdays it's great Show my age there, aren't they? You know, with romper room, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Googling it, man. You're googling romper room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was a kid's show. Is it? Yeah. Let's look through a window, like into the world, and seeing whose birthday it was. You know, like, and kids would write in and go, "It's my birthday." Mention my name. <laughs> Were you ever on it? Nah, I was on no. Boris's Breakfast Club though. Got my name read out on that. Oh, really? I remember that. Yeah. Agro and Agra Boris and Marie and Marie. And, uh, and O'Toole, the monkey. You would have been a fan of O'Toole, right? <laughs> you want to hear something creepy? You know, um, yeah, I do. Tell me something creepy. You know the uh, the police officer on it. Did you just? Did your voice just change then? The police officer <laughs> on there. What was his name? Um, I can't remember. Sergeant Agro. I can't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, he, he he ended up getting done for some bad shit, eh? Oh, come on, man. Don't bring the tone of the show down. We just ripped on everyone for social media, and you're going to talk about some yeah. some policeman who's done something bad. Yeah, oh, well, he... he maintain the positive message. My first job out of um, 
out of school when I was at uni was a supermarket and he, he used to shop there. And, um, yeah, someone would come along and give me the tip off. Like, that's the dude who used to be on Boris. He's a bad guy. And, uh, yeah, anyway, long story. Well, see, that's in the top 10 most riveting shit I've heard on this podcast, eh? I'll tell you afterwards, it gets worse. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I realise I shouldn't have brought it up. I just... <laughs> yeah. No, it's great content, mate. You know, you can, yeah. you can see why we're so popular. It's great when you talk about that stuff. It's awesome. Well, be, people will be Googling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the copper off Boris's Breakfast Club. Keep going. Well, well Boris was a spider. Um, anyway, um... <laughs> no i'm kind of done man i'm kind of done i think um i think we've broken it down and that was the purpose of it was just to break it down play the ball not the man and um you Keep know i hope it's just fine to be fair don't be a shitbag you know just be a good human yeah be a good human <laughs> just yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah just 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 um it's uh it's easy not to show mutual respect behind a keyboard for people that's for sure but um i know people used to say act differently back in the day and you 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 brought something up about you know when when we were going through school you know it was a there was definitely a saying um they shit get hit you know um i, th- I think i think it was mike tyson said no i fucked that quote up too mike tyson then, said, get talk shit get hit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's every, mike tyson said everyone's got a plan till they get a punch in the face yep. but um but yeah, the um, that that is that is his quote. But the um, you know, I, I guess I've, I've read somewhere a quote where you know not enough people who who um, say shit online have ever, you know ever been punched in the face. And and the, that's not 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 necessarily a comment about actually getting hit in the face. It's it's the point. The point is, you know, you're removed from physically being in front of someone. A lot of people would not say or act um, the same to in person to as how they act. Uh, behind a keyboard um and i i guess you know for me i I try to limit my comments to 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 saying things i would literally say to people's face you know it's a it's a funny thing when you look at it like that you know you you can be in a in a very calm environment at a a resting heartbeat and making comments that you probably wouldn't make surrounded by all eyes on you uh in a more of a pressure situation even though it was, it was you would you would be wording your comments with the same intention. It just comes across wrong. And on the on the other side, people read that in the same scenario. They make it. They make uh, a read between the lines of something that may not be there, um, mm. because because you're not there to help shape their opinion or show mannerisms in your facial expressions or use your hands to talk or or even yep. the tone of your voice. You know, I yep. get people. I get I send things to people sometimes on message and they don't respond. And I go, did you read that with a yelling voice in your head? And they go, yeah. I go. Should I put an emoji there for you or something? Because it's um. Because I was I wasn't yelling in my head when I wrote that, you know. <laughs> so I mean, you know, like it. I mean, the the onus is on both parties essentially, you know, yeah. in that respect. But I, I've heard you know Joe Rogan on his podcast say that you know text is the is the worst form of communication, and and it really is. You know, you you've got to be you know the words that you choose is is the words that that are accepted and and used. So you know. You just got to be really careful what you say. Yeah, yeah. Really, really careful what you say for, you know, even if your intention is, because um, intention can be often be misconstrued to your to your original intention. That's for sure. Which is which is pretty, pretty damaging. That's for sure. But, you know, best thing to do after that is pick up the phone. Of course, I think that's the best thing you can do. It's a, it's a great way to 
to build empathy for each other's position if there's conflict. Uh, it's also a great way to keep in touch with your mates. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pick up the phone, yeah. but you're not welcome on my boat. You know, I'm going by myself at night with no sunscreen. <laughs> yeah no mate it's um yeah look I, I look we've tried to do this social media chat before badly uh haven't even let it get to air you know i i just hope that we were our, our intention wasn't misconstrued there it's, it's important to me to not look at that as a as a negative outlook on it you know i don't want to i want to i think overwhelmingly Social media is is a great tool for for positivity, and yeah. um, and and results. You know, I, I admire. Uh, I, I don't know how to word this. I'm just going to say I, I admire this. You know, generation whatever it is X Y Z or whatever. I don't know what it is. I admire the guys that um, that can use social media to improve their fishing. You know, it's uh, I, I, some of the ways that these um, the younger fellows that I've, I've fished with before that have pointed bits and pieces out and clues uh and the, the, how deep they can go to use the path of least resistance uh, to find out information which is accessible on their phone at their fingertips rather than doing the the k's of walking you know yeah. it's um it's super impressive you know and i guess it's for that reason to go right around the beginning of the podcast that we kind of got a photoshop backgrounds you know sometimes and it's a, it's a sad thing to have to do but Man, it's so hard to fight, like, um, to avoid crowds these days, and and people are in people like Rod are in a hard position where they want to promote an area but protect an area at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know. He's walking a line there, um, you know, and it, yeah, it's it's previously been his playground, now it's his workshop. Yep. Um, and I guess that's probably a better summation of what I was trying to say earlier about you know choosing spots and making sure they work. Mm. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's for sure, man. That's for sure. Um, hey, can we include um, bass boats in in the jet skis thing? As well? <laughs> I've had some adverse um, uh, um, experiences with with bass boaters. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> their ability to like we me and Rod, me and Rod fished this spot at Faust, and um, and this dude followed it like uh, we 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 pulled up, just put the plonk out, we're ready to start peppering a point on low light. And the, the dude we're staying next to comes comes over on his petromotor full noise and just starts looking at his sound. It pulls up, and we're we're both standing there with our hands on our hips. And he looks and he starts talking and he's like, "How's he going?" And I just yell at him, "We're just waiting for you to leave." And he starts <laughs> and he starts laughing. I go, "Not joking, man. Can you yeah. can you leave?" He goes, "Oh, I've got one spot on this." This is what he says. He goes, "I got one mark on this dam, and you guys are right on it, huh?" Can you leave? And it's what just if, like oh, that makes it worse. And then he, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he, then he just he proceeded like we we crept in uh, for miles, uh, not miles, but like you know maybe a hundred meters on electric motor just to maintain that stealth. And he comes in within casting distance, the petrol motor, then takes off with his petrol motor. I'm just like, oh, what the fuck, man? It, uh, yeah. But anyway, had a nice nitro. It was a nice bass boat. Yeah, right. Really fast, yeah. really loud, pushed a was lot he? of water. Was he Insta famous? Don't know, mate. Probably. I don't. I don't really follow follow did those he, dudes. Did he have his hashtag on his bike? Yeah, he, he had a. He was wearing shirts like he was riding a ten-speed bike. He had little sponsors all over it and stuff like that. You know. Um. <laughs> might have even had sublimated long long pants on. I don't know. 
<laughs> about seven sounders. Um, oh, yeah. Had a, yeah. a cockpit that made it look like it was a spaceship. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was yellow. <laughs> it was yellow, was it? Yeah. I'm going to keep an eye out for that guy. Yeah, yeah. We'll put him in with the jet skiers for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Won't be getting a Christmas card from me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was telling me about oh man, Rob was telling me that he was in a particular bay up there a little a couple of years ago, and 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 I'm going to use I'm, I'm tongue in cheek I'm going to use the term and an insta famous very insta famous dude pulls in there approaches him says would you guys mind leaving the bay in here we we're going to do a bit of filming. What? Can you believe that? Wow. And that is unbelievable. Eh? Like, man, the audacity of someone to come in and go, I'm pretty sure you know who I am. Reckon you guys could um, leave. Pretty keen to do some filming, eh? Oh, man. I want to hear more about this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you offline. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, what do you say we wrap this puppy up? <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We hope we made our point clear and um, hope you enjoyed hearing about the trip with Rod. Rod's a great operator. And if you want to go and um, book with AFO, get on the AFO uh, social media pages and shoot him a message. If you want to um, if you want to get some great apparel from Ketterfly and um, and not get any rust, go to ketterfly.com. <laughs> and if you want some of the best tackle that you've ever seen in fly fishing in your life, um, and you, uh, if you live around southeast Queensland, you want to have a cast of those rods and Cortland lines and stuff, yell out to me, and uh, we'll go in the park and we'll, uh, we'll we'll put those lines over your favourite rod and your favourite line over the um, Tom Toms, and I'd be very surprised if you don't raise an eyebrow. Anyway, uh, you can reach out to me. You know where to get hold of me. But um, yeah, there you go. Hope you enjoyed the show. Did you enjoy the show, Volts? Yeah, I did, mate. It was great. Yeah. Disclaimer: I'm not going to be available at the drop of a hat. Don't ring me. Just send a message. Don't ring me. Oh. All right, man. A lot of disclaimers. I might even write some more disclaimers in the in the description with that. But yeah, if, it's in all seriousness, if you want to try that stuff and you're in um in driving distance to the sunny coast, reach out. Sounds good. Couldn't get a better offer than that, sport. Okay. See all you right, next man. week, dude. Yeah, man. I'm going to watch Narcos now. Good on you, man. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks, man. Talk soon. See ya, bye.
Till you're real 